Welcome to Smart Branding, a podcast dedicated to branding, naming, and domain names. I'm Tatiana Bonneau, and with my guests, we try to help you create and grow strong, memorable, and meaningful brands online. I believe time is one of our most precious assets, and so I want to thank you in advance if you decide to spend the next 30 minutes with us. I promise to do my best to make those worth it. Let's go! Um, so we can start, I guess, with tell me a little bit about yourself and um, curious and how, how, did, how did you start and what do you do? Sure. So I'm Grant Powell. I'm the founder of Curious. Uh, I've been building technologies for at least 20 years, uh, for a long time now. Um, I've built a number of startups, including uh, the first ever uh, app that integrated with Spotify's API. Uh, it was called Curiously, not to be confused with Curious. Okay. I built the first ever live streaming platform for YouTube, which featured concerts such as Alicia Keys, Bonnaroo, Coachella, some other amazing performances. Uh, and I also built the first ever peer-to-peer secured lending platform called Upon. So I've been doing technology startups for a long time. Uh, in addition to that, I'm an avid collector since a very young age. My specialty is rare coins. Uh, but I was very excited to discover the ability to collect digital things through NFTs. Uh, and when I went out to try and do that uh, through OpenSea and other platforms, I found it to be extremely difficult. And so that's why I started Curios, because I knew that there was a better way to power people to create, sell, buy, and collect digital things such as NFTs. All right. That's fascinating. And how long have you been doing that for Curious in particular? How long has it been on for? Yeah, so I started Curious back in 2020. We officially incorporated in January of 2021. And uh, we just completed our seed raise a month ago. We raised $5 million and uh, a very successful crowdfunding campaign. Great. And you mentioned you've had a business that was called uh, very similar earlier. So what was the reasoning and the process of, of naming Curious? Total coincidence. So Curiously okay. was, was a fun name chosen for a music dating app. Uh, you know, targeting people who are curious to get out there and discover new music and people. Uh, curios is actually plural for collectibles. A curio is uh, an object of intrigue or a collectible. I Total see. Sense. Okay. And how, how did you get the domain name? We, I mean, I'm, I'm going to touch on that because we specialize in domains and domain names as part of branding. Yeah, I've been buying and selling domain names for many years. Um, I at one point had a portfolio of about a thousand domain names. I still have maybe two or three hundred. And um, you know, domain names is is a lot of luck and timing. Um, I think ideally we would have gone perhaps with something like Curio Singular, uh, but that domain wasn't available. Uh, Curios, however, was for sale uh, for a very high price, uh, depending on who you ask. Mm -hmm. And um, luckily, the person who owned it was willing to lease it before we bought it, which as a startup, we weren't sure if our company was going to succeed. We weren't sure if we were gonna stick with that name. So it gave us an opportunity to um, experiment with the name and buy time uh, to have the funding in order to be able to acquire it. Um, so it was, it was a bit of luck, but also a bit of strategy. You know, I researched mm -hmm. the domain, found the owner and negotiated a good deal where we could do the lease to buy, which was a very important strategy for the company. Yeah. And you you said that as a as a goal to get that domain exactly because most people most entrepreneurs and i would i'm actually very curious to get your opinion on that because i saw you also 
well, obviously you've been in, in business for like 20 plus years in the digital space, but also as um, so we have a digital marketing company as well. So most people in that situation would go, oh, I'll just get another name. You know, I'll just add a dash or get a dot, whatever. And you didn't, you worked out a way to get the right name. So yeah. what, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, so there's a saying that says the name doesn't make the company, the company makes the name. Um, and I believe there is some truth to that, but there's also a lot of power in having a name that, that tells a story of what your company does immediately. Um, and usually there's not one single word or name that could tell that story. There's a few different words. So in our case, uh, curio or curios was a word that would work. Collectible or collectibles would have worked. Um, and there was a couple others, I can't remember off the top of my head that, that we were exploring. And so we had a range of possibilities. And again, luckily one of them was available. Um, I think you can always look at synonyms, uh, words that mean the same thing, but are different words. And that helps expand your possibilities of domain names that may or may not be available for sale. Mm. Yeah, that, that sounds like a good idea as well. Before you have locked yourself into one particular name to, to explore the opportunities and, and sort of make that, um, make the best choice based on what is available and what works as well. Yeah, it's, it's very much a creative process to identify what your company offers, how you tell that story, which words can tell that story for you, and then which domain names are available tied to any of those words. <laughs> mm. Yeah. How much do you feel branding matters in, in blockchain and in Web3 generally? Yeah, so I think branding is very important universally for any type of company. Um, I was uh, mentored early on by someone named Susan White, who is a branding expert. She did a lot for Calvin Klein and um, ran her own consultancy afterwards. And uh, it's, it's very important. And any time that you have a company that, that faces a consumer um, or even, even a business as a customer, your brand represents everything. It represents how much they trust you, uh, how much they value your services. It represents the quality, your vision, your philosophies. Um, and particularly with blockchain and Web3 companies, where these are new technologies, they're risky technologies to some people, mm -hmm. there have been scams and rug pulls. I think it's absolutely paramount that you build a strong brand that people trust. Um, I, again, I, I think brand is important for any industry, but definitely in one where people uh, tend to have concerns over risks or mm. fears. A brand helps them overcome that. Mm. And with with Curious, how how do you play into that? Because in a way it's a platform that allows people to, to create NFTs and to collect them. Where does their own brand come into that? Uh, say that question again. So the, if, if I understand correctly with Curious, you, you can create NFTs or collect NFTs mm -hmm. and sell, sell your NFTs. So where, where does a brand, like if, if I launch my own collection, let's say, where does my brand come into that platform? How do I present my brand on the platform? Yeah. A, yeah. yeah, so ultimately the people who we want to build trust with are the creators, the people who are mm -hmm. creating NFTs, deploying smart contracts, and then listing them for sale. Because they, for their project, they have a responsibility to their fans or their community or their buyer to make sure that the NFTs and the smart contracts they're deploying are, are trustworthy and secure. And so our brand uh, has to be trustworthy and secure to the creators so that they trust our tools to deliver to their fans 
what they're trying to do. Um, so really it's the creators that we're marketing to. Mm -hmm. And what has been the most difficult thing since you launched? Technically or from a branding perspective or? Oof. Now, now you said both, like what, what's <laughs> been the most challenging thing and how did you resolve it? Yeah. So interestingly enough, a lot of companies out there that do uh, NFTs, you know, in, in different capacities, they're either a marketplace or, you know, some solution. Um, they, there, there's a very simple way to uh, create a smart contract, deploy it and let people connect their wallet. It's all open source. Um, but it's very limiting. You can only mint tokens on a certain chain and you can only pay with the currency that is tied to that chain. So you're very limited in terms of what options you can offer buyers and collectors uh, in terms of payments and wallets and, and these, these things. And uh, we wanted to, to break that limitation. So our solution allows people to deploy smart contracts and mint NFTs across many different blockchains and they can buy them all together in a single checkout that allows them to pay with different payment options, such as credit cards or in Ethereum, even though you maybe are buying an NFT on Solana. And so um, it's pretty easy to spin up uh, you know, a, a marketplace based on a single chain and a single cryptocurrency. It's very, very, very complicated. I would say like a hundred times more complicated mm. to build this technology that allows you to interact with all these different chains and currencies at the same time. I was going to ask you what's what makes you unique because obviously there are other projects yeah. doing similar things and I think you partly at least answered yeah, that now. That's exactly right. And that and so it it sort of goes unnoticed because we make it really easy. But mm. it's a it took a hundred times more development hours to build this ability than it would have been to just make a single chain, single cryptocurrency, single wallet solution. And most of our competitors are that. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, it's one of our big differentiators and um, sort of goes unnoticed in terms of how much time, um, you know, and technology goes into it. Mm. So that was one of our biggest challenges was building that. Um, and then as a brand, um, I think it's just, you know, I think we've done a good job of building a brand that people trust. I think when they find us, um, it, it looks like it, you can tell right away that it's a quality product, that we have advanced and robust technologies. But uh, very few people know about us, relatively speaking. Um, you know, we have really good traction for our young company, um, but we're, we're just barely starting to get into the news. And so it's a struggle to have your brand break through all the noise, especially in the NFT mm. space. The NFT yeah. space is just ridden with headlines, right? So-and-so mm. is doing this of NFTs and that of NFTs, but all of those are just ideas. Very few of them have actually come to fruition and, and been turned into viable products. Mm. We've done a really good job of building a viable product, not as much of a good job of making headlines. Uh, mm -hmm. And that's an important part of building a strong brand. So we're working on solving that now. Yeah. That's, well, so, sounds like you've done a lot of work and you have a lot of work to do, but it's kind of the more exciting part, I guess, now. Definitely. <laughs> what is your team like? Like when you talk about what you're doing, I feel like you have like a hundred people working there. We have an incredibly small team. We're about 15 now, uh, but prior to funding, we were half that. You know, we, we built most of our product with just a handful of people. Um, and a lot of that is just, you know, my experience in building technology for multiple decades. I know how to get straight to the work that matters, focus on the features, focus on the scalability, and not worry about all the other things that could get in the way and all the other distractions. 
Um, I'd say there's a lot of, you know, area for growth for us to be able to maybe fine tune those features, continue to make them easier to use even than they are now. Um, but, you know, staying very, very focused on what matters most has helped us build product fast with a small team. That's great. And well, what was I going to say? Yeah, you, you mentioned just now um, that that's what allowed you to move fast and build a strong brand and a really good, robust product that you, you have the experience to be able to focus on the things that are most important now and then fine tune later. Um, my question, my next question is going to be, so that kind of leads to it. In your experience, your personal experience, and I guess you've worked with a lot of entrepreneurs, what are the biggest mistakes they make when it comes to building and branding? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of them. Um, one of them is analysis paralysis, you know, spending so much time researching and conceptualizing, you know, for the first six months of what your product could be. And then by the time you go to actually start building on the product, the concepts are outdated anyways, and you have to start over. Mm -hmm. And so people just get into this endless cycle of conceptualizing and never actually building. Um, and uh, something that I always focus on is, is trying to make that first dollar of revenue. Because when you do, it's an important validator that mm -hmm. what you've built is something someone will pay for. And so if you release a product quickly and see if anybody will pay for it, that's a really good approach, in my opinion, because if they don't, well, then you go back and rethink your product mm -hmm. and release something new. And when you get to that point where you make your first dollar, you say, aha, I've built something mm -hmm. that someone will pay for. Um, and again, in instead, I see a lot of people building hypothetical you know, products and features that there may or may not even be a demand for. Um, mm -hmm. Another saying that I, I, I believe in strongly is, you know, don't, don't build a solution for a problem that doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. If you're building a product, make sure you're actually solving a problem that people want to have solved. Um, mm. That's some of my advice. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it. Just, I'm, I'm sitting on, I'm, I'm sitting outside and I'm moving. Anyway, you know that. <laughs> Um, yeah, so next and last question, I guess, unless you want to add something, what's next, curious? Yeah, next for us is to continue to build out our multi-chain support um, and to continue to build out our API and tools so that we make it as easy as possible for people to just create and sell, right? As a creator, whether you're a company or an individual, you don't want to have to worry about choosing the right technology and make sure you're implementing it correctly. You just want to worry about what you're creating and making sure that your creation gets in front of your you know, fans or customers. Mm -hmm. um, so we're always working to build more tools and to simplify our existing tools. Um, that's the future work. And then you know, from an industry perspective, I think there are some big challenges. Uh, every blockchain uh, is, is its own walled garden. Every marketplace is its own walled garden. Every metaverse or game is its own walled garden. They don't communicate and play nicely with mm. each other. And uh, yeah. I want to see the industry have more openness and more interoperability. And that's something that we're trying to solve. That, that really speaks to me because I was in web development, but like oof, 15 or more years ago. And I haven't done that for, for some time now. I'm more into branding and marketing and consulting. But like thinking of what nightmare that was different, you know, browsers and devices and programming languages. 
and now now with nfts and web3 that's like another level i just like yeah I'm, yeah it, very it's, much. Just, it's crazy yeah i can imagine well, it's a very it's very young industry so i guess it it, it has to get better it's good but like you said it, it's the key is communication and openness so hopefully that it does move quickly so yeah i do feel it it will get better quickly yeah last up uh, that was my last question but as you were speaking i thought of another one so i'm just going to throw that there um, you mentioned may your main focus is the creators who can be a creator like does one have to have some particular set of skills or, or be somewhere or have some budget or who who can be a creator i'm curious yeah we use the creator term loosely because a creator is anyone who wants to use our platform to create something. Um, and that something could be art, it could be access, it could be an experience, it could be music. Um, so, you know, creators in, in the more traditional definition would be musicians, artists, writers. Um, but businesses are also creators in our mind. Businesses who want to create experiences, game developers who are creating games. Um, so it's, it's a pretty loose term for us. And I think it's an important term because we're not in the business of helping people do business. We're in the business of helping people create. Those people might be businesses, but really it's about <laughs> creating. All right. Yeah. I think that just clarifies it for, for our audience and for myself. Great. Um, I don't have any more questions at this stage. Cool. Think, well, thank you yeah. very much for speaking with me and uh, have a good one. Thank you too. Thank you for making the time. Thank you for joining us in this episode of Smart Branding Podcast. Feel free to visit smartbranding.com for more information and reach out if you have any suggestions, questions, ideas, or just want to learn more about how a good domain name strategy can help you build a strong and successful brand. See you next time. Oh,